Hey guys, we are about to get into it with Mark Williams, who is that always so positive speaker and communication coach who helps professionals who want to advance in the career or business learn how to express themselves in a compelling and influential way. He definitely inspires me uh, every time I read one of his uh, blurbs or posts. He's written two books, delivered a TEDx talk, and competed in the finals of the World Championship of Public Speaking. Uh, uh, he was one of my teachers back at Brooklyn Tech many, many years ago. This is my 20-year uh, reunion, so uh, gives you some idea of when that was. Uh, class of 2001. Looking forward to the talk. Hope you guys enjoy it. Stay tuned. And it, Here we are. We are live. Hey. With the Mark Williams positive. I don't, where do you, let's jump into this question right away. Where do you get all your positive energy from in this crazy world we're living in? <laughs> oh man, that, that, that's quite the question to jump off with. And you know, <laughs> And it reminds me of a book that I'm reading right now. I'm reading a, the book, The Power of Broke by Damon John, one of the uh, the sharks from Shark yep, yep. And in one of the chapters, he says, you should come up with a three to five word phrase that describes your brand. If you can't get it down in three to five mm -hmm. words, then you don't know what you're doing and nobody right. else does. Right. And I love his example of the old dirty bastard, right? From the Wu-Tang Clan. He goes, three words. You know what his brand is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I sat down there, right? And I'm taking my notes and I came up with always so positive. That's me. I think anybody who knows me, I'm always so positive. Hmm. Where do, you know, where does it come from? Somebody, I was coaching somebody the other day, somebody brand new. And, and three seconds into the call, she goes, are you always that positive? <laughs> <laughs> um, where does it come from? It comes from faith. Okay. It comes from the way that I choose to wake up and start every morning. Mm -hmm. It comes from a lot of self-talk. Um, and it comes from a lot of ambition. So I'm very mindful of the way that I start my day, very mindful of the way that I end my day, very mindful of the thoughts that are flooding through my head throughout the day. And I'm very mindful of all of the different things that I'm trying to achieve so that um, I, I always find reasons to put a smile on my face. You've That's always got a reason to put a smile on your face. Yeah. Always. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. Absolutely. Gratitude is the attitude. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And and positivity is a choice. That's right. And that's what that's I right. choose. And the body, it's amazing, you know, the physiology that I've studied so long. If literally if you fake a smile, it makes you smile. Like even if you're faking it, again, like if you're doing it with some like, you know, you see someone, you're like, ha ha ha, you know, you, you kind of yes. fake if you're faking it too much, that's one thing. But literally, if you're sitting there and you're like upset about the day. Just smile, like just you know, mm, and you know, uh, it was the Joker one too. Yes, so, uh, <laughs> just throw it out. But but yes, yeah, let's backtrack a little. Let's backtrack. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Before we backtrack, this is something new that just occurred to me that I want to share about the topic of the smile. Let's take it a step further. Let's not just think about how many times we can smile during the day. Let's think about how long you can actually hold a smile each time you smile throughout the day. Even if it meant I started to laugh and I started to smile and I count in my head to 60 seconds 
how long can you actually hold your smile in addition to all the different times that you smile? So that's a that's another nugget of positivity <laughs> right there on you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna backtrack, and and I I really do love that. Um, always finding ways, and my whole one of my big sayings is get one percent better today. So one of the ways that I think. I try to encourage people to do that is find something to be grateful for, find something to smile about, find something you love doing, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, find, uh, you know, find a way to spark joy is, is the other, you know, term there. So, and if it doesn't spark joy, throw it out and all that good stuff. So, um, we'll, we'll come back to some of that. So yes, I wanted to backtrack to why am I wearing this Jersey? How I know this man is going back to Brooklyn tech. Uh, and you are the fourth, Yes, I've had on here that I, I was like reflecting on it today, the fourth from Brooklyn Tech. Um, so if there's other tech nights out there, would love to have more folks on. Um, again, we are we are a pretty special bunch. There's a lot of us out there. Um, there were, I think, 1,200 in my class uh, alone, class of 2001. I think only 850 have graduated, something like that. There was, yeah. you know, people transfer and, yes, yes. And, and things like that. But anyway... Brooklyn Tech is how we know each other. And so we've kept in touch. And uh, on Facebook, I think I reached out to you. And uh, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I was like, hey, let me, I'm happy to send you some workouts. You know, I'm always grateful for, for teachers that we had throughout the years. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's something that gets lost. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you want to, you know, uh, give us the violin, the sad uh, story of how <laughs> teachers are treated. Um, you know, it's, it's especially with, Every, we're, we're recording this in January 2021. Right. With the lockdown, it seems a lot of teachers are definitely not getting the, the love and admiration uh, where that, that they probably should be. And there's a lot of pressure put on them right now with virtual learning and things like that. We don't need to go down that path. But anyway, <laughs> Brooklyn Tech is how we connected. I am all about uh, you know spreading this message. That's why I have this podcast, Bono Stuff. I want to learn stuff. I actually got this man's book right here the rules of engagement so we're just going to leave it like this and he's going to talk to himself so and, and i was joking around we're going to make the mouth move like uh, conan o'brien does that yes. so uh, oh, public speaking and again i remember the journey of of uh, doing a tedx talk um and you got to do it and we were talking a little about before we went live and the audio i wish it was a little better um and the, the title for your tedx talk was the world is watching yes, so we have folks watching right now and we're going on many platforms and as much as also recently uh the documentary what was it uh, the social dilemma came yes. on and you have all this controversy with censorship on on twitter and all this stuff but i think the world is watching is the message and it's something that i've been a big advocate of and, and being able to keep in touch with yes. teachers and and people and and this community and you were again telling me uh you still have this brotherhood that you're able to keep in touch with every once once a week you guys do a, a call tell us about that every saturday night so listen i think keeping connections with people who are near and dear to your heart brotherhood sisterhood whatever you have it is really important and as of march 2020 the friends that i keep close to me i hadn't seen them in a while and then one of them sent a message out to us and said let's jump on google meet and it's 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 a it's a Saturday night. It's like a every Saturday night happy hour, and we're just getting around and telling jokes and acting like we're still in high school and catching up. 
talking about some serious topics. You know, we'll we'll talk politics, we'll talk sports, we'll talk life, we'll talk investment, and, and we'll just talk friendship. And it's really cool. And it's been a nice break from everything. You know, yeah. we have our family, but we're around our family like 24 seven <laughs> now, right? Yeah. And um, so it's nice. It, it's nice to be able to communicate and vibe with some other people, even if it's not in person. So I'm thankful for this virtual world right now. I'm really thankful yeah. for it. You yeah, know? and again, uh, yeah, and, and I do most of my work online. Uh, I would say 99% of my business is working and, and sending workouts to folks like you. And, and you know, and I'd love to hear your experience. I, I don't want to make it just a promo for, for the business. And I have to say, again, Mr. Positivity here, um, <laughs> <laughs> every single time uh, what the, the, the app we use is True Coach and, and it allows you to leave feedback and the ideas I can, you know, oh, I had a little trouble with this one or this one felt really good. So it allows me to keep building the program. But uh, yeah, Mark always leaves like the most, yeah, this felt amazing. This got my day started. And it's just like, I read it and I'm like, I get lifted up. Um, and you know, not everyone does that. And, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a nice touch. And uh, for any of my other clients listening, do more of that. But again, I'm not judging you for not doing it. Um, <laughs> sometimes you're like, oh, 50 burpees. Yeah, that's no fun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a fun time for sure. So uh, yeah, tell me about your experience with oh, yeah. the workouts. Yes, yes, yes. And listen, this is not about plug-in. This is about letting people know about a true gem and a great value. I have always been conscious of my, uh, of my, my fitness and my health. And as a teacher, as proud as I am, anytime that I have the opportunity to connect with students, whether they're currently students or they've been students from the past, like Bo, I always want to be able to support everything that they do. So I started getting these workouts, these morning workouts on True Coach. And this has been really transformational because it put me into a routine. They're very simple and yet very challenging. And I love that. I always walk away from a workout feeling like I pushed myself to the limit. And at first, what I was doing, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but I was trying to do it every day. And then the momentum stopped for a while. And then I finally got into a rhythm where about four times a week, I'm working out, I'm pulling out my app, I'm putting on my music, and, I, I, and I'm getting into my groove. And I always do it in the morning because that's a part of my positivity secret. And I love to send messages to you <laughs> because listen, I'm a communicator and I understand yeah. the strength of communication. If it's just you sending me workouts and me just working out and I'm not letting you know how it's lifting my day, then we're not communicating, we're not vibing. Yeah. And one of the things that's been going on during this whole pandemic, you talk about social distancing. I think that's social distancing in terms of physical distancing, mm -hmm. but I think also social distancing. Right. And so it's really important for me to give feedback, to engage people in conversations. So I thank you for keeping me physically fit. And I thank you for continuing this interaction, this socialization and, and this friendship that's been going on. And I'll I'll say this because you, you flashed a cover of my book. <laughs> the reason that I have been so much into my fitness, especially as a communicator, is because I have found that there are strong links between your physical fitness 
and your communication ability. Mm-hmm. Anytime I've gotten on stage to do a presentation, I will tell you right now, when it's all over and done, I felt like I've gone through a workout. Yeah. You know, between the breathing, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very physical with my the adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, everything. So it feels like a workout. And I've learned so many different things about how you can use your physical fitness to be a stronger communicator. The breathing is so important. Like some people don't realize, you ever hear people say, oh, can you speak a little louder? You know, we have those soft talkers. And then I remember doing the research that showed that if we want to actually project our voices, it's really all about the breathing. Think about if you want to scream, do you inhale or exhale when you are trying to actually raise your voice? Right. So sometimes when we start thinking about our breathing and exhaling, when we want to actually be louder, a lot of that's breath control. Right. So breathing is so important. Breathing is also very important right before it because of the way that it calms you down. But also your diet. And I know you talk a lot about diet. Right. I learned a long time ago, if you have to speak at an event or you have to speak at a meeting some of the worst things you can eat (laughs) right before that, that pasta meal at that luncheon, let it go. go. My rule is always this. Anytime people offer me, especially if I do one of those presentations right before, like at at one of these meals or dinner or lunch, I always tell people, keep it to the side. I'll warm it up. I'll take it home, but I can't have anything heavy. So, you know, diet is really important. The breathing is really important. The yeah. push-ups, the shoulder love. Can I tell everybody? <laughs> you sent me, I think it was this morning. Shoulder love is so important. Those, those, those split, what, what is it? Not, it's not a split-legged squat. What is it? It's, 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 is it split the split? Stand squat. Oh. So you separate your feet. You're in a, it's like a lunge, but yes. you're just staying in that position and going up and down. Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I did a talk once where I was talking about storytelling and one of the characters in a story was hiding behind a bush. So I actually did a squat to (laughs) mimic what was going on. And I remember somebody afterwards was like, I don't know if I could do that speech because I don't know if I could (laughs) squat like that. I should have been like, well, you need to get true coach with Bo and then you do your squat. (laughs) Yeah, so you touched on a lot of stuff there. I want to go back to a few of them. Uh, that momentum did take me from your book talking. I just read it um, earlier today was the doing the facial exercises. Oh, yes. So, you know, and you could see <laughs> if you guys are watching, uh, we're going to have this on audio and the podcast. But also, if you're watching, you can see very expressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I always think of um, Anchorman and he's drinking the, the scotch. Unique New York. Unique New York. <laughs> Um, and what's the other one uh, from my childhood? It was Animaniacs or Tiny Toons? Was oh, um, yes, Animaniacs. The walls in the mall are totally, totally tall. The walls <laughs> in the mall are totally, totally tall. So I love that. And enunciating um, all that is is phenomenal. But yeah, the, the facial muscles, to your point, a lot of what I work on with folks is, and they don't realize it because they're coming to me for six-pack abs to lose some weight, mm-hmm. is confidence in movement. The yes. more confidence you have in your movement, the more, again, that's all going to carry over to your your performance, you know, being able to express what you are an expert in, whatever that is when you're public speaking. So awesome on that. You also talked about uh, the physical thing. There's one, uh, one of the more famous TED Talks is about a power pose. 
I don't know if you yes. know that one. Yeah. So just doing that power pose, superhero pose, is is something that reminded me of of just yeah, that what's in your body? It, it's 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 building up and giving you that confidence. Even that smiling, like we talked about, is just yes. getting in that position, being like, I'm just gonna stand in this. You can't not be happy when you do that, right? You you can't do the macarena. Maybe the macarena is something that you you, you <laughs> but. If, if there's a dance that you connect with, right, and you just start dancing, um, you, you can't not smile. Like, you have to, and if, and if that is the case and you have true, like, depression, now we need to talk to someone else. And But that's what it is. If you don't have that diagnosed, then, yeah, let's, let's take advantage. Let's figure out what song gets you fired up. And that also was when I was watching your, your uh, TED Talk of The World is Watching reminded me of Hamilton, The World Turned Upside Down. And okay, so I put... Okay. I put I, as soon as I finished your talk, I put that song on and I'm just like, you know what? I, re I, I love the soundtrack. I'll put it on randomly. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and it's on Disney plus now, but I put it on and I just, I just, I got up and like, I just, I'm like this, I love this song. <laughs> and you know, like, I'm just, I just, I'm getting into it and I'm moving around and it was a good reminder. It was a good trigger for that. So the, the last part or, you know, we're kind of unwinding yes, everything yes, we're yes. about. You talked about the the habit, the routine of doing the workouts in the morning. You lost that routine a little bit. And absolutely for me, it's one of the most difficult things for mm. folks, especially busy folks. You have a baby, you have, you know, I, I work with a lot of postpartum women looking to get back in shape. Um, it's finding that time. And I say, okay, well, we have a 10 minute workout. We have a 30 minute workout and we have an hour workout and they're ready for you. If the mm. baby's asleep, start doing the hour long workout. If you think the baby's gonna be out for an hour. Right. Um, and if you get interrupted, that's okay, you know, but it's, yeah, it's building that routine for some people. If you have your morning routine, you have your, like you get up, you have your coffee, you stretch, you, you do some breathing, you, you write down, you catch an email, whatever it is, but you get in that routine, whatever works for you. For me, it's in the middle of the day. I'm pretty fortunate mm -hmm. with my schedule. Okay. I do my work online. So I'm, I have my best energy. I have a meal at whatever, 9am. And I'm like, I'm going to get moving at 12 noon because I'm okay. digested. It's when I have the most energy. So there's a whole science to, you know, knowing your own body. If, if you're busy and you know you're not going to have time later, get it in in the morning like Mark does. So yes. it's building that routine. It's saying, again, like, I'm going to get, you know, I don't want to do this right now at whatever, six in the morning, but I have this thing in front of me. I know Bo is, is waiting for me to, you know, give him some something. Um, so whatever it is, um, you know, it's finding that routine, whatever works for you. And that's, again, where I come in as a coach, I'm like, hey, like, what can we do to get you moving better, to set up your day better? You're, you're not sleeping great. We need to set an alarm for your sleep. Like, if you're not in bed by 9 p.m. and, you know, and you're on the phone, like, and you're playing around, you're doing whatever, that's where social media becomes a problem. You yes. know, so, so that's a whole different thing. All right. Yes, yes. Moving on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Let, 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 let's talk about this routine thing, right? Yes. Coach to coach. So you're coaching that physical fitness. I'm coaching that communication fitness, right? And, and so much of it is parallel. So one of the things that I try to get people to do on a routine basis is one, yes, to speak on a regular basis, right? So one of the things that I do, I don't, I don't, I don't use true coach, although I'm trying, I have to tell you, I'm looking into true coach to see how I, as a communications coach, mm -hmm. can use the same type of platform. So one of the things that I send out to my community every morning is a question, a self-reflective, self-awareness question. And the goal or the challenge 
is for you to think about your response to that question and then share your response in as many conversations as you can throughout the day. The reason why we struggle sometimes with speaking in front of people, whether it's a speaker or whether it's at a meeting or whether it's on a Zoom call or some kind of Facebook Live, the reason why we have such a problem with it or a challenge with it is because it's a muscle that we don't exercise often. The greatest fear in the world, other than death and taxes, is speaking in front of people. <laughs> I, right? I always say that constancy builds confidence, right? Which is the same thing as discipline. If you mm -hmm. get up and do it every day, if you practice speaking in front of people every day, and our conversations are mm -hmm. great communication gems. Yes. So Think about a think about a topic you want to speak about, and then in as many conversations as you can, exercise that muscle. And then you can start thinking about things like eye contact. But but here's one that I want to share with everybody right now. Because <laughs> it's one of my favorites, right? But here's here's an exercise that I came across with a coaching client very recently. This person said, when I speak, I'm not very descriptive. And so I did a quick speaking exercise with her, and I noticed that out of the five senses, she tends to describe things primarily using the sense of touch. She does not necessarily use a lot of sense of sight or sense of sound or sense of taste or sense of smell. And so one of our exercises and one of the challenges I gave to her is over the course of the next week or so, Become more aware of the things that you see and that you hear. And as you speak, start to intentionally start to refer to those things when you're describing them. These are the kind of exercises that we should be doing. I really believe in intentional communication. So we have to start thinking intentionally about the things we would like to do better as communicators, just like the things we want, we think that we want to do better as far as our physical fitness is concerned and then start putting those things into practice. These things don't happen naturally. You've got to work them out every day. So that's my two piece on <laughs> discipline and routine. Every day, every morning, get in better 1% of the time. That's right, I love it. Um, <laughs> the intention I'll say on that, same thing for me, the parallel is, is definitely there. Um, I try to, oh, I just caught myself doing an um. I do a lot of ums. <laughs> we can work um, on that, we can work on that. <laughs> So the the idea, though, is for it to not distract from our thing. I know that that's one of the takeaways of public speaking, connection uh, and, and delivering your message so that it, it, you know, how do we best deliver it with language, with all that? So it's interesting you brought up, uh, A, the, the, the kind of slow progression in your book, which I'll keep plugging, Rules of Engagement for Public Speaking. Um, you talk about a student you had that was, scared, you know, scared to death oh, to speak. Yes. And throughout the semester, you kind of, you know, slowly, even even sitting closer to the front. Mm -hmm. So she would slowly build up in that kind of gradual progression. The same thing we do with physical fitness, right? We'd say, okay, mm -hmm. you, you're not going to run a marathon tomorrow. We're going to start with one mile or we're going to start with even, even just walking, uh, you know, 100 feet. Uh, just for some people, that's where it is. And that intention, again, becomes the key word of, hey, when you're doing this split stand squat or when you're doing this breathing, I want you to really be thinking about X, Y, Z so that, you can trigger that and now it's you. Like, again, the goal is so that you don't necessarily need me. And again, what I'm sending to Mark is very kind of, I'll call it generic workouts. 
They're mm. not tailored for him. They're stuff that most people without any injury can do. Mm. Um, you know, that that's, and he's gotten enough out of that, that we can keep going with that. But if we have things that we want to work on very specifically, if Mark's like, Hey, like my right hip's been bugging me or whatever, again, we can start to change that focus or I want to run a marathon or I want to compete in the Olympics or whatever it is. We can now change that focus to, oh, and I'm doing the Bill Clinton thing. I, this was his thing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey. He, he's considered one of the best public speakers. So, you know, if you want to throw a little Bill Clinton in there. I just I just remember that like that, that was the thing. Like you have to figure out what to do with your hands and you don't want to have an open hand. And, and like I just remember very discreetly uh, learning that early on mm. when he was up there speaking. Again, why, why was he such a good speaker? Uh, that was one of the things was the body language. And he did this thing and I'd always – stuck with me so anyway <laughs> i want to shift over to your podcast uh that you have uh which is fascinating to me of and ba uh, let me tell me if I'm, I'm butchering what you guys do here but it's uh a uh, sorry kathy is it kathy kathy yes kathy it's spelled a little it's with an e-y at the end right yes yes c-a-t-h-e-y and and the name of the podcast is it's about to go down Yes, it's about to go down with Mark and Kathy, yes. and it's um, it started off as an idea of just speaking to thought leaders and speakers about their ideas, and then we realized there's already a whole bunch of podcasts out there speaking to experts, right. and there's a lot of great podcasts out there speaking to experts on their subject, and we realized that we didn't see ourselves as interviewers. We saw ourselves as what we are professionally, as coaches, speech and idea coaches. So then we said, you know what? Why don't we put together a web show where we are speaking to idea creators and ideators about their ideas, but the intention is for us to coach them through their ideas so that we can help them to evolve the idea even more so that they can reach and impact more people. So that's what it's about to go down is all about. It's about that idea that is about to get dropped on the world, but we are preparing it so that when it drops, ooh, it sprinkles and it spreads and it lasts and lingers. So that's what the show is all about. We call it a web show because we discovered there's already 2 million podcasts out there. Yeah. Oh, oh, already almost 2 million. And we, you know, my, my, my good friend, my sister, Kathy, is such an out-of-the-box thinker that she was like, you know what? We're not even going to call it a podcast. We're going to call it a web show. So we launch it every other Thursday, and we've got some amazing people, and I'm going to put it out there right now. So get your pen and your paper and your calendar ready, Bo, because <laughs> we got to have you on, all right? We got to have you on for one of those seasons because you've got some stuff you need to drop as well. Absolutely. I've, and, and I've been listening to a few of the um, your episodes leading up to this. I just Googled it as we were talking, by the way. There's uh, 30 million podcast episodes. Episodes. And, and as, this is as of January 4th. And the, there's 850,000 active podcasts, so 2 million. I didn't okay. want to. I didn't want to like nitpick you too much. No, it's fine. It's fine. I, I probably. I probably did a Wikipedia search, and you know. I mean, I don't. This is the first thing on Google. But this is the first thing on Google. So anyway, who knows? But but yeah, the way that uh, I was I was listening to your your uh, podcast is, and the first one I happened to listen to was w about the open relationships, and that was very oh, yeah. graphic. 
And I think you guys, gave a, you guys gave a warning about it, which was fun. But uh, yeah, not. I, I, I was at the dog park listening to it. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. That's a heavy one. That's yeah. a heavy one. That's why that was not the first episode, right? And 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 when you think about what is talked about, just about celebrating honesty in a relationship mm -hmm. is ultimately what it's about. Yes. But yes, the venue in which he uh, makes that point is, you know, something you got to get ready for. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, and then the other one I loved, uh, was the, the, uh, obesity is not a, a death Jeez. sentence, a fatality. Yes. And so, yes. and that's right in line with a lot of this stuff I talk about. And I was listening to that and my wheels are turning and I've definitely mm -hmm. been refining the language. I use the words, the phrases, okay. um, to your point about the three words, uh, you know, I have, I'm like, I, I don't want to commit to this and, and, you know, and, and for me in the physical therapy space, fitness space, it's mm -hmm. uh, the saying is the, the riches are in the niches. So if you want to make yes. a lot of money, I'm going to be a golf guy and I'm going to get every golfer wherever I live to be, you know, to pay me all sorts of money. And, and for me, it's not about that. Um, I mm -hmm. love money. If anyone wants to send me, please do. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's that bigger message. And for me, it's revolutionizing uh, healthcare and taking ownership mm -hmm. of your body and creating these routines and uh, so much of it. Uh, and and you guys covered it on the the obesity episode, um, and I forgot her, I forgot her name. Sorry, can you remind me her name? So Sophie Riverity. Sophie, yes, yes. And I was just listening to that as I was working out earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Sorry. a good one to work out to because it'll remind yeah. you about how you need to be physically fit. Yes, yes. And so my message is is, is right in there, and I love it. And I need to again. I I'm excited to figure out a way if I'm if you're if you're if you're going to be nice enough to have me on your podcast. Um, or if you want to today, you can, you can break, I, I was saying, throwing that out there as an idea, you can break me down on, on my public speaking or, or what have you, okay. but, uh, either way, you, I'll let you, whether you want to do that today or on your, your show, we can, <laughs> I'd love to be on. And, and again, I'm still working on that daily, uh, of, of finding my voice and, and again, narrowing down that three words. Um, and I, I'm big on building a story brand, Donald Miller. You're familiar with, with his stuff. Donald Miller. No. Donald Miller, building a story brand. They talk about the hero's journey. Um, and it is okay. that like elevator that pitch. And yeah, he's he works with a lot of folks on, um, again, what does it say on your website? And like, okay, that's too mm -hmm. wordy. And and you're teaching to, again, the hero's journey. We want to make you the hero, the, the whoever I'm selling to, the hero of that story. So, and it's also, uh, I remember one of the examples from his book was, um, you know, if I'm selling lawn care, and, and, you know, it's not about I'm going to cut your grass to be the best grass in the world. It's right. about you want to have better grass than your neighbor. So, you know, <laughs> that's really what matters to that person. So the, the, the tagline becomes, we're going to make sure you have better grass than your neighbor. Like, you know, what, however we can narrow that down. Yes, yes. Um, they do a better job than me of, of <laughs> narrowing that down. Listen, that's an art form. That's yeah. an art form and that's wordsmithing. So to everybody who did not want to pay attention to their English teacher in school, <laughs> this is where your English teacher came in handy. When we sat there and said, really, really? Did the blue water in the poem actually represent the evanescence of life in the third century behind, you know? <laughs> it sounded like we were making up stuff, but Here's what I've always taught people in my English class. The reason why certain books are classics 
is because great writers did not just sit down, pick up a pen and start writing. They were intentional and thoughtful about what they were putting on paper. People who are in great physical health don't just wake up in the morning and flex muscles. They're intentional about the way they take care of their body. People who come across as gifted as speaking on a stage don't just get up and start opening their mouths and flapping their guns, their, their gums. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, right? Their gums, right? They're intentional about the way they practice, about how they craft their idea and how they want to use those facial expressions and, and body gestures to make things come across. So everything is about how intentional we are. So I always ask everybody who's watching, who's gonna pass this along, how intentional are you about the way you take care of your body? How intentional are you about the way that you communicate with other people? I had another conversation with another client the other day and we were talking about words that trigger certain emotions in people. Mm -hmm. And so we went through an exercise where we were trying to see how many of these words does he use in his everyday language, whether he's talking to family or talking to clients and customers. And so now we wanted to start to intentionally incorporate those words because I don't care about having the best lawn in the neighborhood. I just want my lawn to be better than somebody else's. So even yeah. that word better is a trigger word. So oh, yeah. how intentional are you about the way that you speak and deliver your message? So that's a really important point. Yeah, absolutely. And and <laughs> I, I try to be, uh, you know, the grammar police on sometimes on social media, uh, yeah. but words matter for sure. And also even with my wife and sometimes, you know, it's that's a tricky thing always, especially in lockdown when you don't have any outlets and, <laughs> It's just the two of us, but the, 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 to, the, to your point, again, the intention of, I have to go to the store to get whatever versus I get to, right? So little language changes like that of, you know, we don't have kids, but, oh, I have to take my dog to the park. Mm -hmm. No, no, I get to. And yes. just that change changes the intention, changes it. Like, do I, 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 we all have the same amount of time, more or less, um, you know, and it's, it's, do I choose to be miserable while I'm picking up my dog's poop? Um, or you know, I don't have to be excited about picking it up or standing at the dog park while she's playing and getting her energy out, but, uh, you know, I can make the most of it. I could be listening to one of your podcasts. I can be catching up with someone on the phone again, or I can be totally immersed in the nature around me. I can be immersed in what my dog is doing, which, and, and the, having a dog, do you have a dog? No, 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 not anymore. Not anymore. Oh. Okay. Ah, oh, sorry. sorry. She was 14 years strong. And then, uh, run. Yeah, she had a great run. She had a great yeah. little run. But, but that's one thing. Uh, and this is my first dog. She's only three now. So um, every time I hear someone who has a dog pass away is, is just uh, like that start. That's I'm not a very emotional guy. I come from communist Russia. I was born in Moscow and <laughs> in, in the 80s. And, uh, you know, I, I try to avoid emotion. But the dog dying <laughs> thing is like, that's, oh. uh, anyway, that's but. But one thing that, and my wife and I were talking about this the other day of, of having a dog, the dog notices everything and the dog is grateful for everything that you do. So you get to go for a, do you want to go for a walk? Like it's the most exciting thing ever, you yes. know? So you're in that moment, 
and and just you know the, there's a lot made now uh trending meditation mindfulness but yes. it's it's truly incorporating that into your your being your soul so that you're like i have this day it's a gift it's gratitude and you know there's all these clichés but we can certainly spout them all out and but it's yeah. what's going to connect and what sticks and that's another um one i'm wondering if you know sticky ideas or i think it was sticky ideas or duct tape it's it wasn't that sticky because i forgot i remember the cover of the book was orange and had duct tape on it but it was like sticky ideas how do you get oh, yes 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 i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about right um because that that that's an intentional art form unto itself how do you get people to remember your message mm -hmm. and part of it is being concise and brief Right. That's why Damon John talked about the three or five words. That's why a lot of great speakers and speaker coaches that I work with will made, talk about the 10 to 14, 10 to 12 words. Go ahead. It's called Made to Stick. Made to Stick. And it's got yeah. the duct tape in the middle. It's by yes. Chip Heath. Um, yes. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great point because at the end of the day, when we communicate, the idea is to say something that will last, that will linger, right? That people will remember. And it's not that easy to do. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of wordsmithing to make sure that you do it. And yes, I'm not necessarily always talking about your everyday conversations, right? but if it's that message that you've got to get out to your team, your boss, your clients, you want to be really particular about how you are phrasing what you do and what you, idea you're trying to get out there so that people remember. One of the things that was taught to me quite some time ago was about words that rhyme, right? Uh, and I had somebody who used to, he used to always take out a, a rhyming app. And hmm. anytime we came up with words, we would look for words that rhymed with it because our brains follow patterns. So they follow rhymes. The other things that our brains follow is the breaking of a pattern, which mm. is why a lot of times in comedy, what makes com com comedians work really well is they will say something, they'll set up a joke, but then they'll take a left turn. And that's what makes it funny. It wasn't what you expected. Mm -hmm. So if you think about that, when you're communicating a message, talking to your wife, talking to your team, talking to your friends, and you switch things up and give them something they didn't expect, that's how you make people remember things. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's I have motion is lotion, which, which is one that <laughs> that's one that sticks out. Um, that's the rhymes, you know. Yes, so yes. Uh, get one percent better, get one percent better every day. That one seems to again people, you know, are like, hey, that thing's been in my mind for you know, and it's really stuck with me. So yeah, it's about connecting, and that's where I've had trouble again in my branding is I have a couple of them. Um, and, and ultimately, again, my goal is to help people live a better life. I want them mm -hmm. to feel more empowered in their bodies. And again, you get down this less sexy, harder to define thing. And I'm competing in my industry against people, Jillian Michael selling six pack abs or lose 30 <laughs> pounds in three days, yes. you know, and I, I still love it. I get, and I, I, you know, it's a, it's a poorly, whatever, I probably shouldn't even use it. But I had someone ask me the other day, hey, what's the fastest way to lose 10 pounds? I said, cut off your arm. Like, you know, it's it's the fastest <laughs> way. It's not healthy, it's not safe. Most of those things aren't safe and healthy. But but my point is, yeah, it's it's been it's it's frustrating. And physical therapy has this whole negative 
connotation to it. Most people, mm -hmm. it's it's those experiences, connections, and and again, you're talking about when you talk about a TED talk, um, you know, human experience, and you're trying to connect with an audience. And again, I don't want to go down a political rabbit hole, but it is bringing that up for me of the this age we're living okay. in of how yes. you know. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, wh wherever you feel comfortable going with it, it's a, <laughs> tomorrow is inauguration day. And, and again, we can leave all that stuff, uh, you know, the politics aside, but fascinating. And I think we're going to look at this years from mm -hmm. now of, uh, again, how the, the, the media and thing messages are getting portrayed, misinformation, all these things, censorship, all these things are coming up, but like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything there that we can go mm -hmm. down that you feel comfortable going down of of, you know, without picking a side, without, <laughs> without, you know, uh, let's, let's talk about BLM, for instance, right? Black okay. Lives Matter. Um, I feel like, uh, again, wh whatever political side you fall on, um, I think their messaging was a problem. Like, you know, to, to say defund the police, words matter. Like, mm -hmm. that wasn't the real intent that came across and became interpreted as take all the money away from all the police. And the, the rebuttal for that on the other side became, who are you gonna call when someone breaks into your house? It's like, well, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about reform, but reform isn't sexy. Just like when I'm a physical therapist and I use that term, that's not sexy. You know, if, if, if I'm saying, hey, Mark, like, do you have any aches and pains? Like, yeah, I take some Tylenol, whatever. You know, you know, it's normal, it's common, but you're not gonna pay me money to help with your aches and pains. Cause like there's a, mm -hmm. there's a, a critical mass point where that's going to happen. The same thing with like, we need to get into this nuance and that's, what's missing. Uh, maybe that's where this political thing goes of like, mm -hmm. how do we go away from lock her up, you know, make America great again to, Hey, like, how are we actually going to do any of those things? Where do we get into the nuance of it? So, but, but that's what sells. Like people are, are wearing those things. They're, you know, they, they buy into that, you know, that rhyming, that connection, that sticky <laughs> message. So I guess there's the, there's the question is how do we take someone who's totally bought into that one thing um, and, and, you know, build into the nuance. And this is conversations I've been having with mm -hmm. plenty of folks on, on, on Facebook and things like that on social media of like, how do we get into the nuance? How do we, you know, again, people are, and, and, and you know, talking about election fraud and things like that. There's been 65 legal cases Mm. One, one of them did find in favor of again without going too much into the book. Right, right, right. But how do we have a conversation with somebody who's just who's who's not like or do or is it? And this is this is the other problem. And again, I don't know if you're the one to answer all this. I'm going down this weird philosophical rabbit hole. Up <laughs> are these are, are when we have these disagreements? Is there a better way? And I'm doing the mm -hmm. Clinton thing. Is there a better way to communicate or? Again, I think what happened a lot of times, and I, I was guilty of it, or or I made the choice of like I don't need this negative energy. I'm just gonna you know disengage. Mm. So how do you know? I don't know. That's I don't. There was a lot. I'm gonna let you run all with right, that. All right, let's <laughs> let's go there and and let's do what you did. I'm gonna try to un unravel some of the pieces and go back. First of all, let's talk about the defund the police. Here's what's interesting, and you said it. That's not exactly what they meant. But defund the police has a certain ring to it, right? Because like you said, reform, it's, it's, it's such a common word. Defund is not a word that people use on a regular basis. So we go back to what I said before about the unexpected, right? The unfamiliar, the unique. And that's why it stood out. 
How do you get people to actually have a conversation even after there's been some misinterpretation about word choice? That's a really hard thing. I think one of the things that we always have to understand, and I remember teaching this in my public speaking classes, we have different audiences, right? The world is made up of so many different ideas, opinions, and values. It is very difficult. I never want to say impossible. That's just not a word that, that I often use. But it's really difficult to get everybody on the same page. And you have to understand that when you're speaking to an audience that has a different opinion, you have to understand which type of evidence you're using to at least get them to engage in a conversation. Sometimes we always want to change other people's minds. Maybe the idea is not necessarily to change your mind, but just to at least expose you to what I'm thinking. For some reason, we've gotten back and we, we, we get into this back and forth. I'm right. You're wrong. And, it, and it's, an, it's an either or situation. And I think the either or situation is where we end up getting very divided and very divisive. There's a TED talk that Kathy shared with me. I can't remember the gentleman's name. African-American man who decided he was going to learn about the KKK. I and remember. He was, a, he was a chubby fella. Yes. and He, he, was, on, he was on Joe Rogan also. Oh, man. That was an, a, a, quite the story. And yes. his whole idea was this. He understood he was not going in there to change anybody's minds. Mm -hmm. And he was not going in there expecting that his mind certainly was not going to be changed. He just wanted to go to achieve understanding. And I think if we went into more conversations with the purpose of just trying to understand the other side and maybe finding points of commonality, because that's what we're, we're divided because we think there's no commonality. If we could just listen to each other and then listen for points of commonality, Again, we won't agree on everything, but maybe we can agree on 1% more than we did before we had the conversation. Now, with all of these tricks, and I'm going to call them tricks or strategies, when you use words like defund or make America great again, we just have to understand that once we get past, like those slogans are meant to draw people in, right? So after they get drawn in, Hopefully they are open for a discussion and, and not get caught up on the words because sometimes here's the mistake that happens. We get caught up on the words. I don't, you know what? I'm going to take this back and not say a mistake. <laughs> here's, here's what happens. Words don't only trigger thoughts. Words trigger emotions. Mm. And it's very difficult for us to have conversations that trigger emotions, but it's hard to have a conversation without emotions, right? Um, so we have to be able to pick up on the fact that there are some trigger words. We need to think about why they're triggering certain things right? and then move on, right? And then actually have a conversation about it. But um, wordsmithing is really hard. Um, and, and, and again, the three words are just meant to be a hook to mm -hmm. bring you in. Coke is it, it's just meant to be a hook to bring me into the store. Sorry if I'm promoting soda. Maybe that's not <laughs> <a help. laughs> Just do it. Just do it.
just do it, right? It's meant to bring us in, yes. but then to have a conversation about something even deeper, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's my take on the political thing and 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 what's getting in our way of having conversations. We need to come from a place of understanding mm-hmm. and not a place of debate. Yeah. Oh, oh, here's 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 what I'll add to that. And I don't remember their names. Two politicians from Utah. I heard this story several months ago. They were running against each other. One was conservative. One was liberal. They went on the news and said, listen, mm, I we know each other for a long time. We respect each other. We understand that this is just a, a, a they didn't even use the word battle. This is, this is just a situation where we have different opinions. We're both going to run on separate tickets. If I get elected, I'm, I'm bringing him on. If yep. he gets elected, he's bringing me on. We just have a difference of opinion, but we can get along. That story, that story tells us that we need to come from a place of understanding and not a place of debate. And I really encourage everybody who's working on their communication skills. When you are speaking in front of people, the debate is about you. The understanding is about the other person. And anytime we can open our mouths and speak to the other person for the other person, we start to actually alleviate some of the fears that we have. And then we make our message a whole lot more valuable and memorable. Nice. I will remember that. (laughs) Um, The the KKK guy was Daryl Davis. I just looked him up while we were talking. And then the Utah uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox and Chris Peterson was the Democratic opponent. So I, I, I texted you those for my own sake a little bit, but uh, I'm going to put them in the show notes, hopefully. So yes. anyone watching, uh, listening, whatever uh, can take away from that. So yeah, again, I think we did a good job of avoiding anything too <laughs> controversial with the politics side of it. But yeah, there's some some definitely some good stuff there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we covered a lot. I don't know if you want to uh, dive into anything else. I will say Damon, John, you brought him up. Uh, funny thing was when I got into the CrossFit space in New York, uh, mm-hmm. he was actually one of the main investors in the gym that, uh, okay. I, I was at Reebok CrossFit fifth Avenue. Uh, okay. so that, that was one of my big things, connections to him. And, uh, I actually lived in the building where he was for a while. Um, I, I was grateful and, and lucky enough to, uh, be living in that building right across from the Empire State Building. Very nice. nice. Building. I, nice. I lucked into that situation for a little bit. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so funny connection side there. Um, yeah, so I encourage folks to check out your podcast. And again, the idea with the TEDx and TED in general, ideas worth spreading. Yes. It's not just ideas worth spreading. It's, it's uh, I think it's na- narrowing the message. So you have this idea again, and that's what you guys do on the podcast that I was going to kind of summarize of, of you take that idea, and again, I have these, you know, kind of health and fitness ideas. It's this big mm-hmm. thing, and yes. we want to whittle it down to three words or mm-hmm. or whatever we can. This elevator pitch of, you know, like I want to help you. I want you to feel better in your body. How do we connect to that? I want nine. I want to sell you ninety year old you being better. You know, like mm-hmm. do you care about ninety year old Mark or not? Um, <laughs> and, and you know, it's 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 playing that game of like. Again, we as physical therapists, especially like I was saying, uh, we have we have terrible messaging. We have terrible public relations. Uh, right now, we we the two two of the popular shows is one is Cobra Kai, uh, yes. which they had a physical therapist on there, and he was very like hippy dippy, like uh, 
just just be positive, man. Just be positive. And that was not a great portrayal of physical therapy. Um, and then you had uh, was The Wilds. I don't know if you heard of that show. It was on Amazon. No, no. It's similar to a little bit of Lord of the Flies for our, okay. English, okay. our English teacher friend here. Uh, classic <laughs> literature. And there's a reason, again, that that story, for anyone who's read it, probably that triggers all sorts of yes. interesting emotions. Yes. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a whole other thing for me is, is uh, when I do public speaking, again, side note, A, I take a lot of tangents and side notes, something I'm working on. <laughs> B, I don't have, I, I, I inherently, internally don't feel like I have the stories or may, I either have too many stories or they're mm -hmm. not as powerful of a story. But I feel like that's the thing with like a TED Talk. Almost every TED Talk I've ever seen goes into when my father, you know, <laughs> was whatever, like when I was a kid and I have this memory when we went fishing and this stood out. Like, I mean, I think that's probably in there somewhere, but I haven't dug that deep maybe. Um, and that's something my wife tells me, you gotta, you gotta dig even deeper, man. Um, so well, well, let me ask you this, and I know we're starting to wrap up, but let me ask you this. If you could deliver a TED talk tomorrow, what would the idea be? Promoting this idea of, of longevity, anti-aging. Um, and, and, you know, that's the main thing that comes to mind that I was thinking about when, when I was listening to some of your other episodes. Um, and, and it's, it's, Changing the healthcare system, that's the big idea, mm -hmm. is, again, if we can focus on fitness and redefine what fitness is, and again, it's not Peloton, it's not uh, you know six-pack abs, if we can redefine what fitness is, and fitness is going to be different for everyone, including public speaking, you know, mm. uh, but redefine fitness, and that's my brand, is fit care. Okay. If you care about your fitness, you're going to avoid the healthcare system, and it's just... I want you to, you know, I'm still, again, I'm struggling with the messaging. I'm okay being, being, uh, you know, open about that concept, but I don't know. And that's the thing is, I don't know. I, I still haven't like, that's the thing, you know, like I got Bono stuff. That was an easy one to go off of Bo Jackson, yes. uh, Bono's anyone who's old enough to remember that campaign and things like that. And Tech Mobile, where Bo Jackson was unstoppable. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. But yeah, I mean, again, and that's the thing. I can go into this. It feels very contrived. It feels very all over the place. But if we can focus on your fitness, we can save the healthcare system. But how do we get somebody to understand what focusing on your fitness is? It's doing a one-on-one, -on -one, and it might be a, a, a three-week process, or it might be you know getting whatever that is selling one-on-one -on -one coaching so that we can truly individualize, personalize your overall health. Because the overall health concepts that we keep pushing, that we've been pushing, are not working, uh, as was alluded in, uh, sorry, yes. again, uh, the Sophie. obesity oh, yes. episode. Sophie, Sophie's Sophie. Uh, chat is obesity and, and is, is the leading cause of death. She said 7,000 deaths a day. And again, we see it, and I don't know if that was recorded pre-COVID or, or no, you guys started it. During COVID, yeah. So, and also the, the, one of the biggest uh, risk factors for COVID is, or, or your survival rate, if you do happen to come down with COVID, is your overall general health. So, and again, to me, that's fitness. How do we keep changing the language, though? How do we get people to start understanding what mm -hmm. is fitness? And to me, fitness is something that your doctor, most doctors don't look at. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, they're not looking at how far can you go in 12 minutes? You jog, that's great. 
but how does that compare for other 50 year olds? How does that compare for other 60 year olds? Where is that going to leave you in, again, if you want to be healthier 10 years from now, again, I, one of the biggest things I do breathing, I, we talked about breathing. I look at that. Another one is deep squatting. Um, you know, leg strength is one of the absolute most researched connections to longevity. And that's because if you've fallen and you can't get up, which is a very memorable commercial <laughs> for life alert, uh, yeah. which sells and is a whole, is a very important thing. But the reason you fall and you can't get up, like you're more likely to die. Um, so if we can get your legs stronger so that 90 year old you is strong enough to get up, if you happen to fall also less likely to fall. So those are the messages. I, you asked me what my Ted talk would be. I went on a whole thing. And again, I could, I'm passionate about it. I could talk about it, but oh, I need to. We definitely got to get you on. I definitely heard something there about personalizing your fitness as you talked about redefining your fitness. Um, so that's something I would definitely hold on to and think about. Um, my homework assignment for you. Look, I, I'm always such a teacher. Ah. My homework assignment for you is this. Ah. What are the four? What are the four key words that you associate with what you do what are the four key words these are the most significant words you don't have to come up with them now that's why we call it, all right but that's why we call it the homework assignment right it, it, it's an exercise that i call the core four right so if you can think about your core four words then we can talk about the message even more um but that was really powerful and by the way love that like thing not everybody wants to get up and talk for 15, 30, 60 minutes. Sometimes we speakers do that. The leg strength is really important for that. Absolutely. And by the way, motivational speakers are often portrayed in the media too as, as very like hippie-ish and like, you know, <laughs> uh, Tony, undesirable. Tony so, R, Tony R, whose name shall not be, you know. <laughs> hey, but you know what Tony does? You know what Tony does every time before he speaks? He d jumps on the trampoline every morning. I know that. Listen, because you've got to get your body in motion. And we yep. talked about that. I always say, like, right before you speak, stand up, get the blood flowing, move around. It's really important. It's really important. It makes you smile. It makes you energetic. It makes you positive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think that's a great place to leave off. Uh, I'm sure we could keep going for a while. Uh, Mark. Great. Tell us all where we can find you, where to connect with you. Oh, great, great, great. So definitely um, you can find me on my website, www.markwilliamspeaks.com. I'm also on Instagram, Mark Williams Speaks. I want to say I'm on Twitter, but sorry, Twitter. I'm hardly <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, so you can definitely find me at Mark Williams Speaks uh, on Instagram. And like I said, my website, www.markwilliamspeaks.com. My book, Beyond Limitations, which is the first book that I wrote, and my book, The Rules of Engagement, are available on Amazon as well as lulu.com. Definitely, 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 if you want to raise your peak performance skills and you want to raise your communication skills, check that out. Check me out. Any way that I can help you to see your value, to speak your value, and to add your value, I'm always the positive person to help you to do that. <laughs> if you can help people be more positive, that's really, that's really, I did think of one other really big question. I'm going to say it out loud. Okay. I think it opens up a can of worms. We could save it for another chat or or something, but it just reminded me, and it was something I was thinking of earlier. It didn't it got lost? But 
I guess what would be made, does anything change in this Zoom world that we live in as we are on now? Does much change from your public speaking advice or is it a lot of the same stuff of you have to do more to get into the camera, know where the camera is? You know, is, is it more of that? Is there anything that changes for, again, this, this virtual world we're living in right now? I'll, I'll give everybody one thing, the eye contact piece. Because all you can do is look at the camera and maybe you're looking at everybody, right? But here's how I have shifted my eye contact advice in the virtual platform. You don't really know if I'm looking at you right now. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to look at my little box. <laughs> right, right. You, right. But because I'm looking Never straight ahead, it seems like is. it, right? right? So here's the advice that I often give to people. When you're on these virtual calls, look at people's names. Mm. And as you're speaking, refer to people's names. Mm -hmm. That is the new way to make eye contact. I have noticed that when I say, oh, and you know who one of my favorite people are? Listen, Bo, wait till you hear this story. And as soon as I <laughs> mention somebody's name, yeah. you they can perk, see. Perk up and perk up. Nothing catches somebody's attention more than the sound of their own name. So use the sound of their name as the new eye contact to connect with people. Perfect, perfect. Very good, we got all your contact info. We are right at an hour, I love it. Uh, I can't wait to get on your show. I'm gonna hold you to that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, my wife actually was auditioning for a TEDx talk right when the lockdown happened and they canceled all the events. So she sent in her tape. Uh, she was talking about uh, equine therapy, which is working with horses for and connecting in a whole different ball okay. game there. She had a very cool talk. Um, and, and that's a whole nother conversation. But I didn't okay. want to throw that in there. Anyway, hey, another episode for us. There you go. It's a good one. She, she's got some stuff. She's got some interesting conversations. I was trying to avoid going too far down her path because she has some very cool stuff that, that is going to overshadow me. And then I don't want to be overshot. Anyway, that's that's my own stuff to deal with. We're going to sign off, guys. Thank you again. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, please contact, reach out to either one of us. And uh, peace. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, everybody.